We are joined for another week of the Duval Mission Podcast. As always, we are joined by head coach John Galloway. Coach, uh, how's everything going on this uh, wet and soggy day in Jacksonville? Yeah, nice that uh, today's our off day, so we're certainly using this to, to, to get our bodies right and get our minds right and shift our focus to, to the end of the week here. It's nice to have an extra day of preparation going into uh, this Duke game, but um, a lot of things are going to happen quick over the next 12 days, so we've got to be really prepared as a coaching staff going into this, and we're using this great A to, to make sure we check a lot of those boxes. Yeah, and, and you talked about it. These next two weeks are, are really you know, the meat of the, the non-conference schedule, and you know you have three games in a week almost, so um, it's busy. But f- before we get to that, let's recap uh, Saturday's game at Johns Hopkins. Um, you know, a three-goal deficit was eight to eleven. Um, you know, obviously, just kind of what were your overall thoughts on the game and um, some takeaways you had. Yeah, obviously disappointed. I thought that we came in with a really good plan and our guys put ourselves in position to win that game. And uh, unfortunately, 21 turnovers against the top 20 team is, is normally going to prevent you from, from having that win. But I, I walked away uh, with our team really proud of, of their reaction. And their reaction was that of disappointment, that of accountability, and then positivity. I think that that group realized uh, they went to Baltimore. They played against one of the better teams in the country, and uh, we had every chance to, to be successful to, to win in the second half. And uh, we didn't do that, but you know, you walk away knowing that you could fix some of those things. And uh, just the conversation in the locker room, we felt like was was a, a positive one that we can build off of. Yeah, and you know, obviously, you got down early, four to one. Um, you know, it was kind of not the start start you wanted, but you turn it around at the end of the first quarter. You know, you had you know, two consecutive goals there, you know, Jake had one, Max had one. Um, and then going into the second quarter, you know, it was kind of, you know, some back and forth play, you know, you were down one going into halftime. Um, you know, what was kind of your message to the team at halftime? You know, you were right there with a, a ranked team. Um, what was your message there at halftime to the guys? Uh, to keep plugging away, you know, I think, uh, you know, the game has runs and the 4-1 run, I mean, you know, you take away the two goals in the first minute and a half and it's that, that run's not there. So you have to kind of contextualize the game, understand if Jack Dolan doesn't hit a crossbar, if he doesn't hit the right pipe on his second shot. I mean, those are moments where you can't go off script just because the scoreboard reads one thing. You have to understand the flow of the game and the opportunities we're getting. And uh, I liked all the offensive chances we were getting. I didn't like uh, how we were ending possessions on the defensive end. And that's a point of emphasis this week is that you you can't let a team like that have three or four shot clock resets where you have to continue to defend. And ultimately, I thought that cost us not in maybe those possessions, but in just our fatigue at the end of the game. And you felt that with some of our D middies. And you know, we're going to go a little bit deeper into the bench to prevent that from happening. And um, you know, that was a game where you learn a lot and you feel confident that you can you can win that if you execute a few of those moments. Yeah, and you were down four-one. And I think the from my perspective, when the transition changed. You know, Luke made an incredible save. Colin got the got the rebound. You know, Jack Dolan's going down the center of the field, fast break, pass it to Max, straight to Jake. You know, that cut it to four two. And then from that it, it kinda seemed like the momentum was really in your favor going into halftime. You, you come out of the third quarter, um, you know, Hopkins kinda had your way with the with that early. Um, you know, Max had his fourth goal there at the end of the third, um, to trim it back to two. And then from that point on there really wasn't a whole lot of scoring. Um, you know, kind of what was it in the second half that maybe didn't go your way that um, I guess, you know, Hopkins might have done better than you guys in that second half? Yeah, again, I don't think you can look at the game that way. You have to kind of watch the film and understand, you know, you, you get three or four stops in a row, you fail to clear, that results in a goal. Uh, you get two stops and then you hit the pipe. Uh, Jeremy has a great take, he hits the crossbar. So, you, again, you have, to, you have to understand that there's ebbs and flows and you have to be really 
uh, encouraged with some of the looks that you're getting against their defense, uh, some of the stops we were getting on our defensive end. Um, you know, Luke makes two or three nice saves. We, we defend for 75 seconds and then it hits off his stick and goes out of bounds. I mean, again, those are moments of the game where you can't let that wear on you emotionally. And um, so we look at a different perspective. We look at it as, hey, if we can uh, execute in one more clear and if we can execute in one man up and if we can execute by picking up one of those ground balls, you're not going to be perfect. But uh, if one of each, uh, if you can bucket those, is it a closer game at the end? So uh, a lot of lessons learned. Again, not a not a very discouraged group, which I was encouraged by. It was a very passionate group in the locker room after, a group that was excited to get back to practice yesterday. And I would argue probably our best practice happened Monday afternoon. And I think that that's a sign of a team that sees the opportunities that this, this locker room has. Yeah, and there's no doubt the potential is there. And you talked about it when we named our captains. You talked about it to me post-game. It was really a player-led locker room, and that's got to be a great sight to see for you and your coaching staff that, okay, there's some accountability being taken, but it's not just coming from you guys. It's coming from some of those guys. You mentioned Colin Hinton, who's a fifth-year senior, some of those older guys that are really trying to mesh everyone together and give you another voice in that locker room. Yeah, I, you know, I give a ton of credit to Colin Hinton, Dixon Smith. I felt like they took over the locker room during the game. I thought Max Waldbaum and Jack Dolan did a great job with the offensive unit. We just have a lot of leaders in different pockets of our team that are taking control. And um, yesterday's practice was player-led, and, and there's not many of those. But when you see it, especially this early on in the week, you feel like you know you can not take a step back as a coaching staff, but let them have the room sometimes. And um, sometimes peer-to-peer -peer communication is a lot more powerful, and it has been for us over the last. 72 to 96 hours. Yeah, and that's great. And going on some individual performances from that Hopkins game, you know, the two guys that really stuck out were two of your transfers. You know, offensively, Max Walbaum, four goals and an assist. And then in goal, Luke Milliken. Let's start with Max, who is our guest today. You know, kind of what was it, you know, and I asked him the question, you know, was that the game plan or did the ball kind of bounce that way? And he said the ball bounced that way. From your perspective, you know, how was Max able to get those looks and put the ball in the back of the net? Yeah, he's a gamer. You know, I think at the, at the end of the day, when the lights are on, Max Waldman wants the ball in a stick. And I thought there was plays at the end of the shot clock where he made some significant moments. There was plays in, you know, what we call amoeba situations that he made some great plays. Um, you know, I thought he was he was the energy provider that we needed in the first half to get us going. And, um, you know, I, I, again, I, we knew that was coming. We see it every day at practice. That's how he competes on a daily basis. He didn't practice most of the week. He had a banged up foot, and I was really proud of him to, to fight through that lingering pain and, and to contribute the way that he did. And I think if you ask Max, he, he knows he probably could have done more. So the opportunities are going to be there for him. And uh, we have you know three games and six days here upcoming that he's going to have plenty more chances to show the country what he's made of. And, and going to Luke, who by the time this comes out, it's going to be announced he was SoCon Defensive Player of the Week. Um, you know, that's got to be great for you. You know, I'm sure you take a lot of pride in, in the goalie position, you know, obviously playing that. You know, what was it, what was he able to do? You know, it looked like he was able to settle down after letting those, those couple early in, but he was really able to settle down and kind of get in the flow of the game. Yeah, I was really proud of him. I mean, I think we, we didn't give up the shots that we wanted to early in the game for him to get comfortable, yet he still rebounded. Um, you know, to make 17 saves on that field, he hasn't played a college lacrosse game in four years. You know, for him to be able to do that, in that setting for a new defense, uh, the way that he, the, the poise that he had in the clearing game, that was a big reason why he got the starting job. Uh, was really confident. And, and listen, we still have three goalies that we could play. I mean, we, we plan to kind of mix and match a little bit. 
Luke had the hot hand, uh, but you know, in my opinion, we have like a bullpen uh, of goalies right now where Jason can come in and make 18 saves and Ryan Delarocco is probably the best ball stopper. And, and right now it's, it's obviously Luke's job to continue to, to, to contribute with, but we have a really good goalie unit right now. And uh, you know, I think we're excited about that moving into this, this part of this, the, the out-of-conference schedule. Yeah, and that's kind of something that you've talked about. It's just the depth that you have at every position. It was obvious on Saturday, you know, you guys were able to throw in a lot of guys there, and it seemed like there wasn't really a, a big drop-off from, from one unit to the other. It was really just a good flow to the game. Yeah, yeah, I think anytime Jack Dolan goes 0 for 6 and doesn't score, you know, you're probably encouraged that you're still in the fight. And, you know, Jack's not normally going to go 0 for 6. Jeremy's not normally going to have a few turnovers uh, and only have one goal. I think there's a lot of guys that didn't show up in the box score that, that we need to and, and I think will to be able to win games like that, and we're going to need them all this Sunday. Yeah, and looking ahead to Sunday, you travel up to Durham, North Carolina. You're going to face the third-ranked team in the nation, the Duke Blue Devils, who, you know, started the weekend 2-0. Last week, they played Robert Morris on Friday, won 21-12, and then they played Vermont on Sunday, who's another ranked team. Um, they won 15-7. Before you get to them on Sunday, they're going to host the Manhattan Jaspers Friday night, Friday afternoon, excuse me. Um, you know, are you guys going to be watching that game? Is that something that you know, you guys are closely going to be watching, or is that going to influence the scouting report in any way? Or No, I don't think so. I think Duke is, is who they are, which is, uh, you know, a, a Coach Janowski staple. You know, he's just going to keep getting better at what they do. And uh, I think we have a good sense of what they're going to try to accomplish. Obviously, you know, this is an elite team. This is a national championship contender. Um, they're number three. You could argue they're number one. Once you're in that kind of top five, you can argue who's, who's where. Um, they're men. You know, Brendan O'Neill is an elite player. Uh, their defense is 6'4", 6'5", 6'6". They're long. They're strong. Uh, they have a very clear game plan. You know, the biggest challenge for us is we cannot back down. We have to step into this challenge. And, uh, you know, one of our core values of being fearless is going to be challenged this week. And, and we have to have that mindset of, of going up there and attacking and um, letting our game plan do the talking and, and, and letting our execution do the talking and, and not worrying about what the other jersey says. Yeah, and you kind of mentioned that last week. We can't let the bright lights distract us. You've still got to go there with the mission. And you held your own against Hopkins. You know, and, and that's obviously something you want to do Sunday at 1 o'clock at Duke. Um, you know, kind of what are your keys to the game? You know, you just mentioned some of your things that you're looking for, but what does Jacksonville need to do to come out of Durham with a win on Sunday? Yeah, we have to attack on the offensive end, and that really means as soon as we cross the midfield line. So that includes the clear, our subbing, our transition offense, and then our offensive opportunities. They they come out and chase you, and we have to we have to chase them back. Uh, defensively, we have to protect transition. You know, in both games against Robert Morris and Vermont, their ability to get to 21 and 15 was through uh, their transition offense, and, and they do a great job. They have. All-Americans that were All-American attack when playing defensive midfield for them. So you have to get in, you have to defend them for the first 15 seconds and then, you know, get to the six-on-six -six battle. And uh, obviously you have to know their knowns. You know, the kid 34, 51, 8, guys have scored a lot of big goals for them throughout their Duke careers. We have to take away their knowns and, and we have to, you know, the analogy we're using with our team a lot is we have to make this like a, a city drive, not a highway drive. You know, if you jump on the highway, you know, with our uh, four Taurus and, and their Ferrari, it's going to be a, a tough day for us. But if we can get them into the city and if we can have a couple red lights and a couple stop signs and a couple caution signals, you know, then you have a fight. And that's, that's our goal going into this weekend. Yeah, and with this being a non-conference game, you know, sometimes your opponents, you, you don't see year after year. You did play Duke last year. They came here to Jacksonville. You know, is that kind of in the back of your mind as you're watching that? Okay, what could we have done different last year? Obviously, year to year, it's different. You know, our personnel is different, their personnel is different. Um, from a coaching standpoint, is that, does that make an influence at all? 
I don't think so. I mean, we played Duke every every year since since I got here. Um, it's always a unique challenge. I thought we, you know, while we were very physical last year, that was something we were proud of. We we executed very poorly, um, and that's something that you just can't do against a, a high caliber team like that. So I think going into this weekend, it's about. The same as it was at Hopkins. It's about execution. It's about, you know, it's, it's easy to get emotional when you play a team like this, when you play a top five team, when you play on Super Bowl Sunday and people can watch the game. Um, but we have to execute. And, and that's something that got away from us in, in certain moments against Hopkins and, and possibly cost us an opportunity to win. Um, so I think our guys have a, a greater sense of urgency to execute this weekend. Yeah, and we look forward to watching that game Sunday at 1 o'clock, ACC Network Extra. And, uh, you know, after that, it, it doesn't get easy. Quick turnaround going to Savannah to play Mercer. Um, we'll recap that game next week. But um, before we get to our guest, Coach Galloway, thank you for uh, joining this week on the Duval Mission Podcast. Our next guest is grad transfer Max Walbach. joined here on the Duval Mission podcast by grad transfer number 17 Max Walbaum. Max, how's uh, everything going today? I'm going well. Thank you for having me. Yeah, and uh, we're obviously having you a pretty big weekend last weekend in your uh, Jacksonville debut, your Division One debut, if you will. Um, four goals and assist, um, and I had to look up, you know, is that the most we've ever had in a season opener? You tied for second. Teammate Jack Dolan actually has the record for that. Um, you know, going into that game, was there was there any jitters or any bugs or anything like that? Obviously, the season opener and stuff like that, but it's different for you. You're with a new group, a new team, and everything like that. Um, I don't think there's any jitters or bugs. Uh, I've been playing for a long time. I felt pretty prepared. Uh, the coaches gave us a really good game plan. Uh, we we had a good idea of what we we're going to do, um, so we were we were prepared. We were ready. Uh, no jitters there. Yeah, yeah, and, and I was obvious on the broadcast, you were ready to go. You scored the first goal. Um, I think you had two in the first quarter. Um, you had the hat trick by halftime, and then you had that one in the third quarter that, that got you to your fourth. Um, you know, what was kind of your mindset going into the game? Was it something on film that you saw, or did you know the, the ball kind of just bounce that way? You know, what was, from an offensive standpoint, your mindset with that? Uh, I think the ball just bounced that way. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty proud of our O group and how far we've come uh, throughout the fall and the spring, uh, just being able to, to play really unselfishly. Um, and, and the coaches gave us a great game plan. I just happened to be on the end of, uh, of a lot of those plays. I'm just getting the ball and, and, and trying to bury it, do my job, because um, my, my teammates did a great job giving me the ball. Yeah, and obviously the outcome wasn't what you expected, but you know I think you guys you know, gained a lot of respect and maybe caught some eyes of people that, that weren't expecting that, that outcome to be, you know, that close, I guess. Um, you know, what were some things in that game that maybe you wish you could do differently or was there a play that you wish you could go back? You know, what, what kind of was the turning point in the game? Um, I think we made uh, just more mistakes. Um, I feel like we were ready. I think we played good six-on-six six six offense, good six-on-six six defense. Uh, a couple of things between the boxes we're trying to clean up. And, and, and we'll be ready. Um, it was the first game of the season. There was a, a lot of chaos, a lot of mistakes. And I think it's just going to be about trying to limit those as we move forward. Yeah, and Coach talked about it last week. You know, after that Tampa scrimmage going into this, you know, the, the Hopkins game, you know, there were going to be mistakes made. That's the first game of the year. Every team in the country is not going to be perfect. Um, on a positive note, what were some, some takeaways from the game that you, you can use building forward, obviously starting this weekend at Duke, but you know the rest of the season going into conference play. Yeah, um, I mean, Hopkins is a really good team. Um, they've been really good for a long time. Uh, they didn't have a great season last year, 
but we knew that they were going to be a quality opponent. And so I think just kind of getting that under our belt, playing against good players um, in different jerseys and, and being able to kind of assess things live while we're playing, uh, I think all that experience is going to help us. We've we got a lot of young guys who never really have done that before. Um, and I was pretty proud of them for, for coming out, you know, giving it their all. Uh, and we made a lot of mistakes, but we are going to be able to learn learn from that and, and get better from here. Yeah, and, and you obviously had a, an outstanding individual performance on Saturday. Um, you know, a lot of your old Tufts teammates, even your old coach, you know, tweeted at us, you know, this is not a shock to us. You know, after the game, was your, was your phone blowing up? Were people hitting you up like, hey, great stuff? Or, you know, was it kind of just another day at the office for you? Um, I, I definitely got a lot of text messages and stuff, uh, which I certainly appreciated a lot. I had a lot of, a lot of people watching, um, which, which I was very grateful for. Uh, just, you know, being that tight of, of teammates and friends uh, with a lot of people um, and them still supporting me doing something else, I was, I was very grateful for that. Um, but still, I wish we could have won. It would have been a lot more fun to answer text messages on. Yeah, it's probably pretty bittersweet. You know, you have a great game, but the team doesn't, you know, come out on top. But let's talk about your journey here to JU. You played at Tufts, um, Division Three up in the Boston area, um, and then you graduated last spring. Um, you know, talk about your experience sort of in the transfer portal and how, you know, Jacksonville caught your eye and how you're here today. Yeah, um, I get this question from a lot of people. Um, uh, I think it was really mostly about uh, Coach Galloway. Uh, I've been been very lucky. I've had so many incredible coaches um, at Tufts uh, for all my four years there and before that as well, uh, club coaches. Um, and I was just looking for you know, a chance to compete and I wanted to go somewhere that wanted to have me as well. And then uh, probably the biggest decision was I was trying to get my MBA um, and, and that's one program that, that Tufts didn't offer um, as well as just trying to do yeah, something for myself. Try to go um, compete. I I was sick of watching D1 games and thinking that you know I could do it, um, and so I just kind of wanted to prove that to myself as well. Yeah, and you're going to get that chance here. Obviously, you know a tough non-conference schedule going into the SoCon, which is always a good battle. You know between us and Richmond and High Point. Um, you know making that transition from Division Three to Division One. You know, obviously there are some elements of the game that might be different. You know, the speed of the game, the physicality. You know, I, I don't know. You're the one making the transition here. What has been the, the hardest part about making that jump? Um, I, I, I don't think it's that big of a jump, to be honest. Um, I mean, there's certainly a lot of D3 teams that are not very good, but the, the top level um, really can compete with anyone in D1. I think Tufts showed that last year um, when we, as Tufts, went up to Dartmouth, um, kind of gave it to them, and, and they weren't very happy about that, but we knew that that's the way it is. Um, there's, there's ballers in every division. Um, club guys, D1, D2, D3, um, that's just, that's the truth of it. Uh, and, and I think in the transition, I think it's just different. Um, there's different play styles, the, the guys trust their matchups more, um, but it, it's more like just going from team to team in a conference uh, rather than jumping divisions in, in that sort of classical sense. Um, guys play differently. But there are a lot of you know big, strong athletes. I think the guy covering me this week was at least 6'7". He was towering over me, and I'm pretty tall. Um, but it's been a really fun challenge just trying to pick up 
defenses, different guys' tendencies, and, and just trying to get better as we go. Yeah, and, and you come here to JU, and, and Coach has talked about just the depth at every position. Um, and you join it an offense that really, you know, you have Jack Dolan and Troy and Jeremy and all those guys, you know, the list just keeps going on and on and on. You know, what, what was your, kind of your mindset as you got here in the summer and in the fall to make that transition easy for you, you know, that you can kind of complement those guys, if you will, and, and same vice versa, they can complement your game? Yeah, um, uh, I think that's a really good question. It's been a challenge for sure, especially coming in just having never really met the guys. Uh, and trying to play for the first time, um, and and I credit those guys, guys like Jacob Greiner um, and Dolan and Jeremy, uh, just for helping me out, um, just so that I can play the way that I want to play. And I think there was uh, a couple weeks there where we were able to work together a lot um, off the field, um, and 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 on the field, just not during practice to try to try to get that chemistry. Um, and I think those guys have been very helpful to me um, in helping me improve my game. Uh, and, and you know showing me what they do and it took a little bit to kind of figure out how I can help those guys play the way that they want to play and help them be successful um, but ultimately I think we're just trying to, to build off of that to gain more chemistry and, and work as a unit better. Yeah and, and before the preseason started you were selected a team captain by your teammates um, you needed two-thirds of a vote and you got that, and I think it really speaks to kind of the respect that you've gained. You know, you've only been here a few months, really, and they named you a captain. You know, what was kind of your reaction to that? You know, that when you found out the news that you had been selected, um, I was, I was, I was humbled for sure, and I, I was very grateful and appreciative of of my teammates uh, having their trust in me. The captain title doesn't really mean too much to me. I think leadership comes in a lot of forms. Uh, in a lot of ways from from different guys both on and off the field uh, you know like we have a lot of great emotional leaders that every team needs that aren't necessarily named captain but uh, like you said just getting that vote from my teammates you know, they're putting them putting their trust in me um, was was exciting and I know I put my trust in all of them and and we're going to need that to have success in the season yeah, and so looking ahead to this weekend, you go to Durham, North Carolina on Sunday. You're going to face the number three ranked team in the nation, the Duke Blue Devils. Um, they beat Robert Morris by nine on Friday, and then they beat uh, Vermont Sunday, who, again, is a ranked opponent. Um, just kind of give the outlook for the weekend. Um, you know, kind of what is your keys that, that Jack, what does Jacksonville need to do to come out with the win on Sunday? Um, I think one thing that we're going to need to do is not get caught up in the spotlight. Um, that if we're playing Duke, I know that you know they've been a big name forever. Um, we're not too worried about that. We're worried about us, how we can do better, how we can take these next couple days to, to practice, get guys ready, get guys um, you know at 100 uh, percent, just so that we can play our game. I think a lot of teams kind of you know bow down to Duke and let them kind of run the show. Um, that's not our plan. We're, we're planning on executing what we work on. Uh, the coaches are put together a great game plan. We got a lot of film uh, and we're looking forward to the to the challenge and the opportunity. Yeah, and we're looking forward to that. Um, for those at home, the game Sunday will be at noon, live ACC Network Extra, um, if, you, if you would like to watch. Um, and so before we wrap up here, two outside of lacrosse questions. The first, it's a two-parter. Your first part is, what has been your favorite thing about Jacksonville University since you've got here? And then the second part is kind of what is your favorite thing about 
the city of Jacksonville, the beach, whatever that is um, that you've been able to find out since you got down here? Um, all right. My favorite thing about the university, um, I mean, I'd be lying if I didn't talk about the facilities here. Uh, I've had some great classes and, and good experiences uh, in the MBA program so far, uh, but in terms of the university, uh, we, we do have a pretty special and unique uh, facilities here with, with the new field and the ability to have our locker rooms and, and the film room and a place to recover and do homework and all that stuff uh, here. It's incredibly nice um, and, and we're very lucky and, and grateful to the guys that came before us that are uh, enabling us to to really just focus on lacrosse. Um, and we feel very lucky for that. And then in terms of Jacksonville, uh, I, I lived in Denver my whole life and then in Boston. Uh, I, I do enjoy going to the beach and I do enjoy the warm weather in January and February. Um, you know, when it gets cold here, it's like 45 and a little windy. Yeah, so this is this is winter right here. Yeah. That's, what, what's the temperature in Denver or Boston right now, do you know? Um, I don't know right now, but I know recently up at Tufts, they've they've had some freezing days where they're not even allowed to practice because it's probably zero degrees and there's a couple feet of snow on the ground, um, and it's pretty nice here. Yeah, yeah, that's got to be good. So, well, best of luck this weekend at Duke. Appreciate you for joining us. That's going to do it for this week's episode of the Duval Mission Podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And we'll look forward to seeing you next week as we recap the Duke game, the midweek game against Mercer and Savannah. And then we look forward to the home opener next Saturday here against Marquette.